Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Kiss confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. me. <laughs> you recording? Yeah. Okay. Hey, how how are you? What? <laughs> so what? Oh. <laughs> I asked why she didn't say anything. I said sup. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> We feeling good. We feeling shifted. Shit got hard when we stopped doing Steph's episode and we're starting to do mine. And I can tell you right now, it's not good. <laughs> we didn't say we hit it. Hit it hard. We really did. Donna was coughing and I was smacking that booty to her cough. Invisible booty. And it made it worse. <laughs> How are you, Stephanie? Good, I guess. Yeah, I guess me too. I'm not thinking about anything else. Can you do the intro alone? I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> First of all, she wants to jump right fucking into it because she's like, I'm too far gone, bitch. I'm like, I feel like gravity's fighting me from my brain, so I need to, um... <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like, you know, sometimes you smoke and you're like, I'm not that bad. It's okay. And then you smoke and you're like, where do I have a brain? Why do people drive like this? Oh, that, I mean, that must be someone that just smokes fucking every day so much that their body's like kind of used to it yeah it's like this is what i am every day this is how i feel all the time she said you do it and she's taking over <laughs> welcome to explain it me we're two stupid fucking Pod- fucked up bitches a podcast we're two women Schwamen. talk about a movie that's confusing a lot. <laughs> but the twist is that one of us has to be we're both <laughs> fucked up. We both are. I am extra so swifty. There's no schwafty. Swifty, and then there's schwafty. We are schwafty <laughs> as fuck. I'm crossfaded into another universe. Into oblivion. <laughs> and I know, I'm going to say it right now, I know my co-host is not going to be happy with what we're doing today. Oh. Oh, <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> no. 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 What? What? Wait, you said it's not on the list. No, I did say it was on the list. I said oh, I, I don't care. Oh, I thought you didn't. That... No. Fu- Mulholland Drive? Yeah, how the fuck did you guess the exact movie? There's more movies from him on our Yo, list. Yo, I'm, I'm crossfaded <clears throat> as fuck, but fuck this <laughs> from the very beginning. Fuck this beginning. noise, yeah. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're doing, we're, well, I'm like shocked that first of all, you guessed the exact movie. Thanks. Not even just, I thought you were going to be like a David Lynch film and I would have been like, yeah, but no, she I couldn't the remember his movie. name. I remembered the fucking movie. Wow. Wow. Yo. Oh God. No. <laughs> oh, yo. I was about to ask you, do you know what movie we're doing today? <laughs> <laughs> we are doing. Oh God. No. 2001's Mulholland Drive. Oh, never forget. <laughs> Two. Back to back. Like the Twin Towers were back to back when they Boom. fell. Back to back. Boom. You're dead. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, directed we, the... We do it ironically, I swear. <laughs> Director and writer of this film is none other than David Lynch. Then fucking kill me right now. You ready for the cast? You're only going to know two out of the three people. It's They're both more or less the same place. This movie stars Naomi Watts. You know who that is, right? Blonde I mean, Australian... She was in the uh, the remake of King Kong. She was the woman. Okay. So you know who Naomi Watts is. Cool. Laura Haring, who I she hasn't done much more than this. She's done like small parts and shit. And your fucking daddy, Justin Thoreau. But he's very thin and nerdy in this film. He's not like built like the way he is now. It's a really hard time for Stephanie. How the fuck do you spell Mulholland? M-U-L-H-O-L-L-A-N-D. I recognize Laura Herring, but I don't know from what. Okay. Are you ready for a question? Hit me. What would you do if you came home and found a woman sleeping under your kitchen table? I don't have a kitchen table. <laughs> In this but, okay, world, all right, there's you have air, a home. There's, uh, and you have a kitchen table. Right. Yeah, I don't have a home. <laughs> Actually, it's an apartment, so you're I'm still homeless. good. No, you. it's an apartment. I mean, technically, I am homeless. Oh, God. <laughs> What was the question? You come home, there's a woman sleeping. Sleeping under your kitchen table. What would you do? Yeah. One of two things. Either I would slowly step out of my apartment. <laughs> like a dragon sleeping. And call the cops. Okay. Or I will bust in there, grab a fucking broom, and start and beating be the in. shit out of them. I like both of those answers. Thank you. One is the realistic version the more probable thing I would do. And the other one, it was like, you know what? I don't care if I die today. Or get chlamydia. <coughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure it was a TikTok, but I saw this Instagram post. Because <laughs> I'm an Instagram bitch. Where this girl is talking about that she started going to the gym recently. And she heard a story about someone that went to their doctor and their doctor told them that they had chlamydia and they were like i haven't had sex in like a year so how the fuck did i get chlamydia and they're like oh well you know you seem like a buff man because you know you can tell what a buff man looks like <laughs> i'm sorry that I'm the high. End of the no, no, no. <laughs> what a buff man looks like so the doctor's like oh so i guess you go to the gym you work out and they're like yeah i do and they're like, well, do you throw your towel that you use to, like, wipe off your sweat onto the bench or the seat that you're going to sit on? And they're like, yeah, sometimes I do. They're like, all right, well, our theory is that you threw your towel on a seat and whoever sat there before you had chlamydia and their badusi juice <laughs> went on the seat. <laughs> okay. And then you took your towel and wiped your face with it because they had chlamydia in their eye. Listen to me. I am so high. Can we please start the movie? <laughs> okay. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> movie opens. Okay. To people swing dancing 
from the 1950s. Like the hard swing where they like throw them between the legs. <laughs> that's duckying. That's different. No, oh. that that's like classic like oh. American. I don't know. Maybe. Where but... they, they like dance really fun. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> there's like black shadow silhouettes in the background in front of a purple screen. Shadow puppets. Sure. No, but it's humans. So. It could be the same. We see something white on this, like flash over the screen. It looks like a person, but I, you know, you don't know. So, so from shadows we go to. Oh, it is. It's Naomi Watts smiling on a screen. Oh, so it's like, okay. Yeah. Like super contrast super overexposed like she almost looks like a ghost like <laughs> cut to a bed and the camera's doing like weird shit with is there a mirror on the ceiling no <laughs> and then we see the sign of mulholland drive on mulholland drive like and the street sign yeah on the corner yeah, is it green it's blue with white lettering different city and right, there's you. like you think you're special yeah, having different colored fucking street signs we're in la i didn't know that i had to be that obvious it's called mulholland drive no i know that but oh. most anywhere you go within the United sometimes States, they're brown and i like the i've brown seen ones. brown but brown oh i stabbed myself again yeah stop touching your eyeball okay <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's a good idea i'll stop that's a wink. <laughs> I thought you were just like, no, just one I know. <laughs> so, bed, camera, doing weird shit over mm-hmm. it. It's not, it's empty, you know, no one's in it. Uh, okay. Oh, a sign in the movie. Right, movie sign. We see the street <laughs> sign and car's headlights coming close to it. So, do you know what Mulholland Drive looks like in real life? Isn't like, it like on the side of a... It's just a dirt road, yes. And there is two lanes, but it's very small because it's on the... It's a very windy road. There's been a lot of accidents there. The sign. <laughs> I don't remember the last thing I said. Oh, saw the movie! The and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. You said movie sign. And yeah, okay, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, so then, Drive. Oh, yeah, the, it's the, blue what the lanes, with white letters. Two the lanes, lanes okay, dirt road. Right. What the lane looks like. We it's got a dirt it. road. It's yeah. on the side of a mountain hill. So there's a car driving, and it's pitch black, and we are following it like we're outside of the car. Like, okay. So we are in Fuck That Movie. We're not in Lost Highway, no. I was looking at the episode titles, and I couldn't remember like what a movie was that I did. And I saw Lost Highway, and I got mad. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. So, Laura, the woman who plays this actress, is in the car, and there are two men that are driving her to a location. Does it matter what her name is in the movie? I'll tell you later. Okay. She says to them, what are you doing? We never stop here. And some, one of the guys turns around with a gun, and he tells her, get out of the car. Now, as this is happening, we see two cars with, like, eight teenagers in them, like, driving side by side next to each other. But, like I said, it's not... It's on a the windy lane. road. Yeah. yeah. And it's a fucking two-lane. So, one of them is driving on the it's opposite head side on. of the road yeah. so they can play, like, fucking chicken or whatever. Teens are dumb. Um, That's... Uh, didn't that... That happened in Back Into the Future. Back Into the Future. <laughs> they do chicken. Yeah. yeah. And... and doesn't she cover his eyes or some shit? Doesn't someone get their eyes covered? They're no. the driver? I don't know. Maybe. Then one car of with filled with teens hits the car that the woman is sitting in where the driver pulled the gun out on her. So there's so this, it was parked on the side of the road? It and was just stopped. It wasn't parked on the side of the road. The lane was Stupid. Narrow. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go into the shoulder. 
Laura was in this horrible car accident, and we see the car that she was in on fire and toppled over. She crawls out of the accident. She was in the back, right? She was in the back, yes. She stands up, and she looks out at the night sky with all the city lights, and she just starts fucking walking down Bramble. Dude, Bramble? You don't know what Bramble is? It's like a bunch of bushes and twigs and leaves and shit. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a verb. (laughs) New scene, her walking, still in this, okay. down this fucking steep hill. Just with, further down. Yeah, just f- further down. Shielding. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she ends up on, on a regular residential street at some point, and she's walking down this street. She starts fucking running at some point. Suburbia? Is it is suburbia, yeah. Coyote chasing cop car- her? No. We see cop cars, like, going the opposite way that she's going. She walks down a street, and she's looking ahead of her, and she sees a couple that are drunk, like a man and a woman, holding each other arm in arm walking down the street she's down are they walking ahead of her or towards her they're walking towards her and she gets spooked or whatever so she runs in front of an apartment complex she's like, i'm not ready for this threesome she runs in in front of this apartment complex and she hides in the bushes and she's like watching outside the bushes as this couple walks past and then she decides this is a good place to take a nap and she falls asleep if you haven't taken a nap in a bush <laughs> you, you fucking missing out also, Laura's head is bleeding from this collision. Uh, she's on Sunset Boulevard. So she's napping in the bushes. Now, we go to the scene of the crime where the, where the car accident happened. And one of the detectives found a Ziploc baggie in the back of the car. Oh, no, sorry. He found a pair of pearl earrings. What and year he put is them... this movie? 2001. 2001. The Lord year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is her Hassan moment. Yeah, we deserved it. They find a pair of pearl earrings and they put it in a Ziploc bag for evidence. Talk to my mom that was there all the teenagers are dead i mean in what? one car, in one oh, car the oh. other car probably got away the other they one won just chicken and then was like peace imploded um, so they went to taco bell we go back to laura who's napping in the bushes and it's daytime now she sees a woman leaving her apartment building with a bunch of suitcases are the bushes like up against an apartment building you stare in the front and there's like staircase okay but no one sees this bitch sleeping in the bushes. Otherwise, know. I've been like, let's call the police. Dude, I mean, I look out my window and someone abandoned a grandma the other day. So Laura decides this is the perfect time to sneak into this woman's apartment while she's getting her bags and hopping into and a taxi. She taking a vacation. She crawls under the kitchen table and decides I'm asleep here. <laughs> And she, that would be she my takes, go-to. At that point, if you're breaking into someone's house, just get in their fucking bed. The woman who owns the apartment or lives there goes back into her kitchen, doesn't see Laura sleeping under the table, takes her keys, and leaves. So now we're, we cut to two men sitting at a diner. Let's name these two men because I know this is going to be confusing. They don't have names. Oh. They don't have names. Ooh. They're just in like this one scene. Let's name one Heinrich. And the other one Bottle. <laughs> bottle is kind of average height for a man very short like crew cut almost hair okay. black hair heinrich is a sandy blonde wearing a suit okay okay yeah. so but oh, this he, is so stupid Ooh. oh no not ooh. what <laughs> i meant more like about? oh he's an aryan uh, what <laughs> heinrich you named him heinrich that doesn't mean he's an aryan yeah, stephanie you might at that point just fucking oh call my him god Adolf. okay so bottle says he wanted to come to this exact diner. It's a chain, but he wanted to come to this location. But it's for an embarrassing reason. He, wants he to says fuck the cook. No, he says to Heinrich that he had a dream about this diner. And Heinrich says That's like having a dream about a waffle house in Florida. <laughs> Heinrich says, Tell me about the dream. And so Bottle says that I've had this dream more than one time. He says, It's not day, 
and it's not night. It's half night. I don't know what the fuck that means. But Have you ever had a reoccurring dream? Yes. What is it? I don't know right now, Stephanie. Aww. I'm trying to stay on track. In Bottle's dream, he's terrified. And he says that Heinrich is standing behind him at the counter watching over him. And they're both terrified. And Bottle says, and I realize why. So they, they're watching something behind the counter happen. No, somebody's standing at the counter looking over Bottle sitting at the diner where he is now, but he's not facing the front door. He's facing the other way. So he knows there's a presence behind him looking at him, but he doesn't turn around. But you said we see... We see them talking. We, see we don't see the dream. This is a dream. Okay. He's talking about, oh my oh. God. So, no, but, but the way that I'm picturing it is someone sitting at the counter at the diner. No, no, no. Bottle's looking for the counter? Why did we name him Bottle? Okay, Ari. No, it's, do- it's done. So... Bottle says she complains and then she's like, "No, I'll stick with this. I have to deal with this because I don't know Shut this up. fucking movie." Bottle says, "You know how confusing David Lynch is now, so help me." Don't right, hurt I forgot. Me. Yeah, you forgot it's a David Lynch movie, right? Because this part has nothing to do with the fucking movie. So he realizes. Then why tell me? He realizes that he's terrified and why. So he says that in his dream there is a man in the back of the diner and he is the one who's scaring him. He okay. can see this man through the walls of the diner. But he doesn't see him looking at him. And he sees his face, and he'll never forget that face. What's the face? Do we I'm see gonna the tell- face? Hold on, shut the fuck up. So Heinrich says, so you me. came to see if he's outside. Like, face diner. your fears. Oh. And the guy's like, yeah. Got it. That's- so he's like, well, let's get rid of this god-awful feeling. So they go behind the diner near the dumpsters, and this fucking thing comes out behind a graffitied wall. The man. Yes. Thing. Yes. It's a person that looks like if crows were human, he is all black, head to toe, like black smut and ash all over his face, and then has like crazy hair and like a feather costume. I don't know. He looks like a crow if it was a human. If it was also Mothman. Sure. It's just black, head to toe. So, oh, this guy's name is Dan. I don't know how I found that out. The bottle. Bottle is Dan. Uh, He collapses after he sees the face of this creature, and then the fucking thing. In real life. Yes. The thing just goes peekaboo and then leaves. So, <laughs> oh, I'm too fucked up to laugh. <laughs> we go back to Laura. She's still sleeping under this kitchen table. And does she have a pillow at least? Nope. She's on the fucking hard cold floor. So we see a man call a man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If anybody has seen Twin Peaks, this is the little person that shows up in Cooper's dreams when he's trying to solve Laura's murder. You're not going to know what that is, and that's nope. fine. Yep. So, <laughs> it's it's this little person who's in a wheelchair, and one guy says, the girl is still missing. So, the other guy then hangs up. In the wheelchair? Up. No. The no guy who the wheelchair man called. Okay. Or was it the other way? It doesn't matter. So, the other guy <laughs> calls. Is making it easier for me. <laughs> The other guy, I don't know who other is, um, calls another guy. So it's not Hen- Hendrik? Heinrich? No, Heinrich. that was the dream people. They're gone. So <laughs> do they come back? Maybe. So. Wow. One, you okay. know what? All right, I, I'll make I'm just going to give up now. Right. Mr. Red, who is the guy in the wheelchair, calls Mr. Blue. Somebody, Mr. Pink? Somebody says the girl is still missing. Someone. Okay. Yes. It doesn't matter. Mr. Blue hangs up with Mr. Red and calls Mr. Green and says the same thing to Mr. Green. Mr. Green hangs up the phone and calls Mr. Red, but nobody picks up the phone. Mr. Red is not there. Does that make it easier? But Mr. Red was just talking to Mr. Blue. No, no. Blue called Green. 
Oh, you're right. I fucked up. Yellow. We'll call the last okay, one yellow. Okay, so there's yellow, four people. Yes, yellow never picks up. So, got it? Okay. Okay. Where's oh. Mr. Purple? Doesn't exist. Orange? He's been aborted. Um. So, now we cut to the airport, and Naomi Watts is coming out with an old couple, arm in arm. She's in awe of Los oh, Angeles. Grandpa, grandma? Yeah. Really, she's only holding on to grandma, but she's in awe. She's grandpa in, did something. She's in awe of the city, and we find out her name is Betty. And this woman who she's walking out of the airport with was just somebody she was sitting next to on the plane ride. She came from Ontario. No, it's not her grandma. Okay. The old woman is named Irene. And Irene tells Betty, I'll be watching for you on the TV screen because Betty is coming to Los Angeles to try to make it as an actress. Do I need to remember Irene? No. Good. uh, Maybe, but not like super important. Okay, (laughs) Betty. You need to remember Betty. She's the main character. Okay. So Irene and her husband get into one car. And Betty gets into a taxi cab. We then see Irene and her old husband sitting in the back of like a, a, a taxi or a van. I don't know. And they're being driven somewhere and they're both smiling like creeps. Like their fucking smiles are up to their ears or eyeballs or whatever. So unreal smile. Sure. Betty is dropped off in front of the same apartment complex that we saw Laura run into. Where the woman who was putting bags in a taxi cab left from. Sure. <laughs> Betty is at the apartment complex that Laura is sleeping in. Oh, right. Laura's the table bitch. Yes. Okay. She immediately finds the manager's apartment and rings her bell. The supers? Sure, but it says general manager on the door. <laughs> the super. Her name is Miss Linwow or Minwo. It's a woman super? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's LA. Minwo. But she tells Betty, call me Coco. Everybody does. Coco. I have to remember that. Sure. They find dog shit sure, on the bitch. floor. And Coco starts screaming at some other tenant about, like, if you let your dog shit here one more time, I'm going to throw you out. And Just then, in the hallway? No. She, the complex is actually outside. Like, she's in the courtyard. Okay. And all the apartments. Uh, so it's port, like all your the apartments. uncle. Yeah. But those are, like, co-ops. But, but, but this it's is like oh, a motel almost. Like, all the houses are connected. and Gotcha. Okay. Coco it's not, starts, like, 20 stories. No. One, yeah. Coco starts telling Betty about another Where tenant. Where does this take place? L.A. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Coco starts telling Betty that she had a tenant before that had a fucking kangaroo and she should have seen the shits that thing left behind. What the Be- fuck? Betty is... What does kangaroo <laughs> shit look like? Is it like a goat or is it more like a cow? Betty is staying in her aunt's apartment. Her aunt went to go work on a movie set because she's in the film industry for three months. Betty's aunt is the woman we saw leaving the apartment complex that Laura ran ran into her apartment while she was moving her bags out. And that she didn't see. Yeah. That she, Laura, was under the table. I Uh, think I got it. She goes into the apartment and there's a bowl of peppers on the kitchen table. Why? Nobody eats peppers like like a fucking apple. Yeah, red peppers. A bowl, like how, at least six? (laughs) Three. All right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so she goes into the bedroom, and on the floor of the bedroom, there's a woman's black dress and a purse. Then she goes into the bathroom. She doesn't fucking question this at all. And there's she hears needles everywhere. She hears something. And then she looks into the shower, and the shower has a glass door. There's a naked woman in the shower, but the shower isn't running. This is Laura. She woke up from her hibernation nap. So I guess she heard someone and then yes. turned the shower off? No. She never turned the shower off. Oh, she, shower knows on. She, never, she's dry. Yeah, she never turned well, it off. Her hair is wet, it's so running, I don't know what but the it's fuck not is running. going on. So she 
turn it on and then possibly hurt someone and turned it off. Maybe. If she's wet, you said her There's hair is wet. Did she piss on her hair? This is not important, but it's important to me right now. All right. She opens the door. She's like, oh, I didn't know another person was here. My aunt didn't tell me someone else was staying here. Oh, so she plays along with it. And Laura says, there was an accident and I just came here. She explains it was a car accident, but she doesn't remember anything and she thinks she's okay. Betty says, oh, that's uh, okay. I'm sorry for intruding on if you. If you, you don't know. remember, there's a problem. She's like, finish your shower and then, you know, we can talk. And then Betty asks her, what's your name? And Laura doesn't say anything. She, what, she just ignores her or she asks her she a question? Does, Betty asks her what her name is. No, I'm saying Laura, if, does Laura ask her just, a question no, to, like, deflect? Her. No. Okay, what the fuck? So then the next scene, Laura's out of the shower that wasn't on. And there's a poster in the bathroom with Rita Hayworth. And she's just staring at it. When she finally comes out of the bathroom, she tells Betty, my name is Rita. Which, you had a Rita. Lies. You had a Rita in your movie. I did. Is it with a D or a T? T. Good. D. Rita. So Betty asks if she worked with her aunt in the past. And before Rita can say anything, Betty's like, you know what? It's none of my business. I'm sorry for asking you all these questions. Betty's aunt is letting her stay there while her aunt is in Canada working on a film. For three months. Yeah. She's there to become a great actress. And Rita starts freaking out. And she starts, like, touching her head. And then Betty shows her. Rita's Wait, freaking wh- out. Is, what does Rita do? We don't know. She just got in this car accident and ended up we here. Ha- we don't. Okay. Yeah. Rita starts freaking out. Betty's like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, well, I hit my head. She lifts her hair. There's a fucking giant gash on her head. Betty's like, oh, I should call a doctor. Rita's like, no, I don't want to call a doctor. Let me just sleep. And she's like, you could get a concussion. You yeah. shouldn't do that. And she's like, oh, I just, need, have a I just need a nap. And this bitch must have mar- narcolepsy. Because everywhere she fucking falls, she just immediately falls asleep. Like, I wish. I wish too. Now, we see a room. There's a meeting happening between four gentlemen. Okay? Two of them work for this entertainment business that is this floor of this building. The other okay. two is a director and his manager of a film. The director is your daddy. Mm. His name is Adam. Mm. The two men from the agency are talking about him replacing the lead of this movie he was working on. And then two more men enter the room. Oh, God. Too many men. (laughs) Six? (laughs) (laughs) These men, I don't know what they do, but they're Italian. The other men... They're the mob. Basically. The the men from the agency are telling Adam and his manager, just be open-minded to who we pick for the new lead for this film. And Adam's like, what do you mean be open-minded? It's my choice. Like, this is what the meeting's about. Recasting this woman. This role. Sorry. So, <laughs> apparently his manager is named Robert Smith. I know Robert Smith was famous already, so like, what the fuck? The two other guys that He's are sitting... the casting manager? No, he says, no, just his manager as a, a director. The two men that came in, they're both Italian. They take out, I said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got to beat it in there. <laughs> like they beat their what? No, I'm kidding. Wife <laughs> beat They slip a photo over to the two men from the agency, and they're like, this is the to girl. Adam. No, not to Adam. The two guys from the agency. No, okay. They say, her name is Camilla Rhodes. Got it. Her name is Camilla Rhodes, and she is the girl for this movie. A waiter comes in. He's wearing like a red coat and like a mater. He's like a, a mater d. No, but it's not. No, it's not butler. It's like a waiter. At the office. Yes. What the? F- what? That's one of butler. the one of the Italian guys says he wants an espresso, and one of the men from the agency starts saying out loud, "I promise this time the espresso will be very good. I have done research on making it better. I've gotten you the best espresso. It will be the best espresso." 
Espresso is the best <laughs> here in this whatever the fuck building, 16th floor. As the conversation is happening, the the guy in the wheelchair is listening to the conversation. So He's there's in the like office? the room is bugged. No, the room is bugged. He's in another room that we never find out where it is, but he's listening to this conversation in, in this conference room. Closet. Yeah, sure. The guy in the wheelchair is listening to the conversation happening in the Does conference room. Does wheelchair man have a name? Nope. Maybe. Mr. Ricardo? I don't know. So, just wheelchair man. <laughs> the two Italian guys tell everyone in the room, the girl isn't a recommendation, but this is the one that they want casted for this film. Adam doesn't want her. He's like, I don't want to hear this bullshit. And then a waiter brings in an, the espresso that one of the Italian dudes ordered. The butler. Yeah. Adam and this other Italian dude are having a staring contest while his friend who ordered the drink asks for a napkin like really softly. And so the waiter's like, sure, of course, sir. Brings him a napkin. This guy sips his espresso and then immediately starts spitting it out of his mouth in the napkin. But dramatically? Like it's like slow? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Like, like pouring. Oh. Like, just really slow. Just, for just no reason. opening his mouth for and no just letting it pour out. And the other dudes who run the agency are like, we're so sorry we bought you the best espresso. It was the best in the world. We know that it's the top espresso. And they're, like, freaking the fuck out. And Adam's like, what the fuck is going on? So Adam says, same. God. This girl is not going to be in my movie. And the guy across from him says, this is no longer your film. Adam leaves. He has a cane. I don't know why he has a cane, because he doesn't have a, a need for a cane. It's just an accessory item at this point. He goes over to his car. He sees the car across from, his, from him, and he asks the valet driver, like, oh, did the Spamomi brothers, I don't fucking know, they're Italian, they got an Italian name. Uh, did they go, Did they come out of that limo? And the valet's like, yeah. So he goes up to the driver, and, <laughs> and he's like, yo, are the but mommy brother's here and they're like, get out of here. So then he starts beating the shit out of this limo with his cane. Spamomi. And then runs off like nobody knows who the fuck he is. We see Betty. Does he run off using the cane? Or no, he, he just... doesn't. He's just holding it. Like <laughs> Betty goes to check on Rita. Next scene. One guy Betty... from the entertainment business. Rita? Yeah. Oh, okay. Where's Laura? Laura is Rita. We just didn't know her name until right. she gave herself oh, a yeah, name. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> One guy from the entertainment business agency, he goes Who down... works with Adam? No, that's his Adam's manager. The two men from the agency work for the agency. Sure. <laughs> One of them goes downstairs into a room and is between a two-way mirror with the guy in the wheelchair. So he's looking at a mirror, but he can't see... The... He's looking through a window. I don't know if the guy in the wheelchair can see him on the other side. I don't know what shit this is, but yeah. So we just see someone looking through a glass, but we don't see them from it their side? We see I it from the other side? I don't know what he can see. I don't know if he can see the other side or if he sees a mirror, if the other guy sees the other side or a mirror. But the point is, they're talking to each other through Fuck glass on an intercom. <laughs> so, like, one of them is in jail? <laughs> No, I don't know. So he tells him the problem. No, that... I don't know. She's the one that watched the movie. But I really couldn't tell you, and it's not fair to pin that on me when you know this man. So the guy says to the <laughs> man... Birth him. The guy says to the man in the wheelchair, we have a problem. The director doesn't want to switch out the actress. They want the not recommendation chick. Yeah. So he's like, what should we do? And the man in the wheelchair just says, then. What? And the guy says... Then, what does that mean? What does that mean? We should should we shut everything down? Is that what you want us to do? And the man in the wheelchair says nothing. So the other man is like, okay, we'll shut everything down. What? 
What? What the fuck? What was that conversation? What was it even about? Then nothing. What are you saying? Speak words. Full sentences with a fucking period. Okay. New scene. New, no. ca- new characters. Oh, God. Do I need to care about them? <laughs> Not really. It's a blonde guy in a leather jacket. And a Fuck dude. him. And a dude. <laughs> and a dude with. I'm, I went to push my glasses up. That's Yo, on my I was thinking about that the other day. I got LASIK, so I don't need glasses anymore. But for a good fucking six months, I kept pushing up my imaginary glasses (laughs) there's a man there's a blonde man in a leather jacket and another man with really long pin straight hair in a vest so he's in a metal band no vest is sitting behind a desk and blonde man is standing up next to a filing cabinet cool they're having a conversation they're laughing you think one of them told the joke they're talking about the car accident that happened on Mulholland Drive you're a stupid bitch they're like that was hysterical right <laughs> they're having small talk and the blonde guy's like how's life been for you and shit the, the vest dude is like I want to kill myself times are tough you know my Money eyes are short. stuck shut um <laughs> COVID's gonna happen in like 30 years <laughs> And then they both start laughing again, and one of them is like, wasn't that a funny story, man, about the car crash? Yeah, every time I think about a bunch of teenagers dying, I laugh. Blonde guy says, says to Vest Man, is that Ed's famous black book? And Vest Man is like, yes, it is. He's like, all the secrets in the world and all the important phone numbers in Hollywood. Who the fuck is what? What? Vest guy works in this office. Blonde no, guy's visiting him. No, I get it, him. but what is do you happening? Get it? Who is Ed? We don't know who Ed is. Do we find we out? We never find out because he's not important. He's Mr. Then Eddie. Then why are you telling me? <laughs> this is the origin story of Mr. Eddie. You, you know what? At this point, there's a lot of shit that's similar, but I All right. don't know who what is happening. The blonde guy immediately pulls out a gun and shoots Vest man in the head. I would too. Then he's trying... Is this a good movie? No. He's trying to take... (laughs) He takes a napkin out and he starts to wipe his own prints off the gun and starts to put it in Vestman's hand, who is just dead over this desk. Yeah, totally. Like, we can't tell if it was point blank or from fucking six feet away. He accidentally fires a round off and it goes through the wall into the office next door and shoots a woman. And we hear her screaming. Oops. Yeah. So he goes into her office and this woman just immediately starts screaming and they start beating oh, she's the shit. Still alive? Yeah. He shot her in the leg. Oh. They start beating the shit out of each other and wrestling. Then the blonde guy grabs her and starts dragging her into the room where he shot that other man. But as he's doing this, there's a janitor at the end of the hall that's seeing all this. So blonde guy's like, hey man, sh- this woman really hurt herself. Can you call an ambulance? I have my hands full. And the janitor's just staring at him. With his vacuum in his hand. Yeah, and he's like, know, come like, on, man. Help me out here. Every other Tuesday is bring your gun a work day. He pulls her into the office. She gets up and he starts shooting her immediately. And she falls to the floor and dies. Then the janitor comes in and sees this. And the blonde guy's like, oh, sorry, man. And kills that dude. Yo, I'm. you are the dumbest fucking motherfucker ever. If you heard gunshots, you heard someone scream, then you see someone dragging a woman... Tells you to call a fucking ambulance, and then you hear more gunshots, and then obviously someone fucking dying, and then you still 
proceed not to fucking leave, but to go into the office where someone absolutely just got shot in the motherfucking head. You deserve <laughs> to fucking die. The vacuum turns on randomly and he decides to what? shoot that. <laughs> Yo, you know what? We got a new movie. It's not cars. It's not planes. It's fucking vacuums. So... He shoots the janitor, he shoots the woman, my head he into shoots the, the man, wall. he shoots the vacuum. The alarm system starts going off in this building. Oh, okay, <laughs> so the vacuum was hooked up to fucking, what the fuck, ring camera. <laughs> A- ATD, what is AT? ATV? A- no, the- ADT. ADT. Yeah, it was hooked up to fucking ADT. <laughs> no, it's like the fire alarm, the exit alarm, Yeah, because every vacuum is hooked up to the fucking fire alarm. <laughs> it made everything short circuit and then the alarm That's system That's not started. how electronics fucking work. <laughs> what the fuck? So, he grabs the book and goes out the window down what the book? fire escape. The book, he's like, is that Eddie's famous book with everyone's name in is Hollywood Is this not like a, oh, so only like big people have this yeah. book okay i thought no, this was like somebody, a published book it's somebody's personal address book it's 2001 all of their so it's their rolodex it's their con <laughs> but it's not a rolodex it's it's a book it's an address book so anyway what my personal yellow pages betty is on the phone with her aunt on the couch and she's telling her about her lines that she has to go over for this audition coming up and she says Oh, I didn't want to intrude, but, you know, I was shocked to find your friend Rita here. And her aunt's like, I don't know that bitch. So <laughs> Betty's like, your friend Rita, you know, Rita. Under she, the kitchen table? Yeah. She, she's yeah. still there? No, she's sleeping in the bed. <laughs> Whose bed? What there, What bed? Is there more than one bed? It's just her the aunt. bed? One bedroom apartment that Betty's staying in. And she's in, just. But she's. Wait, the aunt, aunt came back? <laughs> She called her. Remember I told you that... She broke in. She thought she was a guest that was watching the apartment. No. She, my yes. bad. Yeah, You're yeah, taking sure. a shower. Yeah, sh- Your house sitting Shut instead up. of me. Shut up. So... I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you watch the fucking movie. Her aunt's Please, like... Please, are there... What other movie is on your list of his? Because I just... Can Blue I Velvet. kill myself before it? Blue Velvet and Fire can, Walk With okay. Me. Okay. Like, in, like, a year and a half. It's too soon. This part isn't confusing if you just let me get through it. All of, whatever you, if this is the only part that's not confusing, everything else has been so fucking confusing. There's, like, 20 people already in this movie, 80% of which don't fucking matter, but I still know their names. Or possibly have named them. Right. Her aunt is freaking out. She's like, I don't have a friend, Rita. No one's supposed to be there. Betty's like, oh, what are, okay, Rita, Laura. Yeah, Rita, Laura. R- so Laura. Betty's saying like, no, there's no need to call the police. Don't worry, aunt. She I don't seems know. nice. Yeah. She hangs up on her aunt. She goes into the bedroom. Rita's sitting up in bed now. She's not napping anymore. And Betty says, I thought you knew my aunt, and now she wants to call the popo on you. She says verbatim. <laughs> no. <laughs> she says police. Fuck. <laughs> and Rita's you just kind of long. <laughs> and she's like, yes. Yeah. Rita starts crying immediately. So Rita thought that sleep would help her. And she's like, but it hasn't. So Betty's like, help you with what? And Rita says to Betty, Forget. I don't know who I am. <laughs> so she made up the name Rita from the poster in the bathroom. And Betty is like, well, you know, your purse is here. Why don't we open your purse and see, you know, if you have your ID. You must have your ID. We'll find out who you are. So they open up her purse and they find. Wait, hold on. 
Is the on there or she's talking to her over the she was phone? She has her, her on speaker. Phone. She's like, yo, no. let's talk to this bitch. <laughs> hey, Rita, I don't know. Yeah, you heard that? My aunt says, who the fuck? What the fuck? They opened the purse. She doesn't remember who she is? No, she was in that car accident. She doesn't remember I who thought she did. just thought of a fake name to She hide. did because she didn't know who she was. Oh. I don't think you said that. I did. Oh, so, the purse is filled with stacks. On stacks, on, on stacks, stacks, on stacks, on stacks. All of a sudden, Rack City starts playing in the bin. No, I'm kidding. And then they find a key in her purse. It's a weird key. It looks like a fucking four-dimensional cube slanted. So, to like a security box? Yeah, we don't know what it is, but it's just money and keys. Money. So now we see the blonde guy, the one who was killing everybody. Plow, plow. He's outside a hot dog place. He's, he's in front of Nathan's? He's No, I wish. He's walking. Is Nathan's on the West Coast? I don't think so. He's outside a hot dog stand or restaurant, <laughs> and he's walking. That's a big <laughs> fucking difference. A hot dog stand or a fucking restaurant. <laughs> Dude, that's like 20 levels of food removed from one another. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, I'm not... They used to call McDonald's a restaurant. Yeah, that's like as a ha-ha, yeah, okay, bitch, it's a restaurant. The second you say restaurant, I'm thinking of like a classy Italian no, place. No, Hot dog stand. Restaurant's the same exact thing. You got premium waiters Shut the fuck bringing up. you your fucking baguette with a sausage in the inside. So anyway. With some ketchup. Blonde dude is walking out of the restaurant with another guy. Restaurant hot dog stand. It's synonymous. So blonde dude and older guy are walking outside hot dog stand and blonde guy and old guy? Blonde guy, the guy who killed everybody. I got that who's the yeah. old guy. We don't know. We never learned. Do his we name. care? <laughs> Guess not. They're both hitmen. Okay. They're walking with Do, this girl. Are they bold? No, they're not. No. No barcode. Okay. They're Have walk- you played Hitman? Of course no. not. There's They're- a movie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> They're walking with a girl, a young girl. I think it's Penny from Showgirls. I'm pretty sure it is. The stupid bitch that's in the sequel that I've never seen? Yes. <laughs> but you knew. I'm so <laughs> proud that you knew. So proud. Yo, I'm pulling out all the fucking deuces in this They game. don't want to fuck a hope. They don't want to fuck a Penny. They want to fuck a hope. Or a Tiffany. <laughs> so anyway, they offer her a glizzy, and she's like, no, but I'll have a cigarette. <laughs> hot dog and she's like no but i'll take no, a cigarette no, no. don't don't oh. fucking back out of it <laughs> they commit o- they offer her a glizzy there we fucking go she's like no i'll take a cigarette instead they ask if she has seen a beat up brunette recently <laughs> and she's like no she's like she are you looking for my mom too no i'm kidding <laughs> so oh my they're like, all right, keep an eye out for her. And then they throw what her. What is this movie? And then they throw her into a van. What <laughs> is the purpose of this movie? What is happening? Couldn't tell you. Back to the girls, the Goyles. This is literally just a movie. Like, this is all happening on Mulholland Drive. Like, there's Mulholland no Drive point. Has some of the most expensive homes in the world. Did you okay, know that? Okay, fuck them. Do I care? <laughs> Do they want to give me their money? No. So they don't exist to me. Back to the Goyles and Ghouls. <laughs> the Ghouls. Betty says, 
you don't know where all this money came from? And Rita says, no, she doesn't. Now we see Adam, the director, and do you he's... Ever, do you think that anyone ever has shoved dollar-dollar bills up their pussy? Yes. Like a stack? Yes. Uh, rolled to a tube? No, like a stack. Like a $10,000 no, stack. No, I don't think... Just hundreds. Stephanie, just up the can pussy. I go on with the movie? Back to the girls. Ghouls. Betty says, you don't know where all, any of this money came from? <laughs> where was it? In her purse. And Rita says no. Oh, right. We I'm already concussed. said that. Fuck. So anyway, I Adam's concussed. Adam's driving and he's on his car phone. And someone on the that other was luxury. Someone on the other side says they fired everyone on the film set. And he's like, What? And the woman's like, You have to fix this. You have to come down to the office. And he's like, No, fuck that, I'm going home. So he hangs up the phone. Back to the girls. And Betty says <laughs> Wait, so he says, fuck my job, Basically, need to go home? It's not his job. He still has a job directing the film, but they fired the entire cast and crew. They fired everyone but him. Yeah. Back to the girls, and Betty says, I wonder where you were going. And Rita says, Mulholland Drive. I was going to Mulholland Drive. Ooh, so Betty way. says, maybe that's where the accident was. Let's go to a payphone and call the cops and ask them if they know anything about this accident. And if they say yes, then we know that an accident happened at Mulholland Drive. And that's where you were from. Right? Yeah. <laughs> from? I don't know. That's where she was before she lost her memory. What the cops tell you, though? What? No, the cops didn't tell them anything. They said, we're going to call the cops and see if they can tell us, yes, there was an accident last night on right, Mulholland Drive. Right, but did Drive. they call a cop? Well, we didn't get there yet. So, <laughs> what? Okay, so Rita's like, I don't want to do that. And Betty's like, we're going to do it. She convinces her harder than that. So, Adam. What? Do they call the cops from paper? We don't see that yet. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Adam gets out of his car. Yes. And he sees a truck parked in the driveway of his home. Wait, it's who for- does Who plays Adam? Your daddy. Justin Thoreau. No, 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 I, I thought there was two separate people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he sees that there's a truck parked in his driveway and it's okay. for a cleaning service. And this is where I said this cane is for fashion accessories, I swear to God. He starts calling out a woman's name. <laughs> he starts twirling it like a pimp. He calls out the name Lorraine. Nobody answers. He goes to the back of the house and in his bedroom, there's a woman in bed with Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm not kidding you. I'm not using that as a euphemism. It is literally Billy Ray Cyrus in bed with this other woman. This is Adam's in wife. Adam. Yes, it's Adam's a... wife. He's getting cheated on. No, I got that. Okay. What is happening? I don't know. So his girlfriend is sitting in the bed with her arms crossed, pissed off, and he's like, I thought you just said stand- his wife. It's his wife, sorry. So his wife is pissed. Girlfriend. And she's like, Look what you did. You ruined my time. So, like, she's pissed at him for coming home early and fucking up her affair. He takes what? he takes something out of the dresser oh, and God. walks out of the room and goes to the garage and picks up a paint can. And he starts to bring it into the kitchen. He's pouring paint in his wife's jewelry. It's her jewelry box. So she comes out and they start beating the shit out of each other. And then Billy Ray Cyrus comes out. And he punches Adam in the face. And he's like, you don't treat your wife like that. I don't care if she cheated on you or not. So Adam leaves. Mm, He's not beating the shit out of her. (laughs) Bitch, you can fucking take paint off of your jewelry. You're just lazy. Plus, you have money. Take your fucking husband's money and just get it cleaned. Now Betty decides that she's going to hide the purse with money in a hat box in her aunt's closet. What? What? (laughs) What'd you say? I said I thought you were going to say in her pussy. That would cause a yeast infection. So. Yeast. (laughs) Put it in a condom. It's... 
a fucking purse like filled with money. You could fit that. You could fit a Kate Spade bag in your pussy. If you've had a baby. Oh my god. Okay, so they find a payphone, Betty and Rita, and they decide to call the police. The cops say to Betty that on yet, who? What do you mean on who? She asked for the police department. And oh talks right, to the, the accident. Yeah. <laughs> The cops tells her, like, yes, there was an accident, but I can't tell you anything further than that. And then he says, like, can I get your name? And she hangs up. Mm -hmm. It's like. So they go to a diner because they're going to see if there's any news reports about this accident in the paper. And the waitress that serves them, her name tag says Diane on it. And Rita starts freaking out. And Betty's like, what's wrong? Like, she has a reaction to seeing this waitress's name. And Rita says she remembers something. She's like, it has something to do with that waitress's name. So they go back to Betty's place. And she's like, there's no Google. Diana Selwyn. That's what she says. And she's like, I think that's the name of the woman who I'm thinking about, who I'm remembering. Because at this point, Rita has amnesia. So we don't know what the fuck she is. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So they go to the phone book and they do find a Diane Selwyn in California, in L.A. And they call her phone number. But there's an answering machine recording that's like, yep, it says beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Do you know the way? But you just got a little pissed. (laughs) (laughs) They're both listening to this answering machine's recording. And Rita says, that's not my voice. And she's like, but I recognize that voice. Betty's like, maybe this woman is your roommate. And Rita's like, "Uh, I don't think she's my roommate. We were roommates. So new scene. There's a fat guy who's getting out of a limo, and he's outside Adam's house. He knocks on the bell. (laughs) (laughs) Not only (laughs) did you say knocks on the bell, but your own reaction (laughs) to you realizing what the doesn't even wait he rings the naku lorraine comes out and she's covered in paint and she starts hitting this man and she then jumps on his back like spider monkey and she's hitting him and then billy ray comes out and he's like oh did you hear the woman she said get out but the fat guy punches him in the face and knocks him out and then he punches her in the face while she's on his back and knocks her out he's looking though for adam her husband wait the fat man is looking for her husband yes the director, Adam, played by Justin Theroux. No, I got that. Okay. Billy Ray Cyrus, a fair man. Yeah. Fat man. Who know? Important? Maybe. <laughs> we see this guy in a wife beater knock on a door and Adam answers it. We're in a hostel. And this guy who's knocking on his door is the manager of the hostel. His name is Cookie. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Adam is staying in a hostel where someone is knocking on a door. Do you know the premise of a hostel? You're basically roommating with (laughs) everyone who is staying there. I guess it's a motel. There's doors? I guess. It's just all bunk beds. I guess it's a motel. But they're all under one roof. Holiday. But it looks run down. (laughs) What? It's fucking, yo fucking katrina hit everyone is staying at the stadium we're haul we're hauling (laughs) we're calling it a fucking motel anyway (laughs) cookie says to adam 
there was a problem with your credit card. And Adam says, I paid you in cash, Cookie. And Cookie says, two guys came by saying that your line of credit has run out, so all of your credit cards are maxed out. Well, what does that matter? He said he paid you in so, cash. So he's confused, and then Cookie says me to him, too. I'm just here to tell you what they said to me. The mafia came by. He's like, whoever you're running from, they know where you are. So Adam then calls his assistant, How? Cynthia, and he says, someone shut off my money. And Cynthia says, I know, someone called and told me that you're good as broke. And he says, that's ridiculous, who was it? She's like, I don't know, so I called around other people, but I have to tell you, you are broke. Like, something weird is happening. Someone hacked your fucking bank account? She's like, where are you? He's like, I'm at Cookies. And she says to him, do you know someone called the Cowboy? And he's like, no, I've never heard of that. I only know the cookie. I don't know the cowboy. He's like, no, I've never heard of the cowboy. So Cynthia. (laughs) (laughs) He says he's at Cookies. Do you know someone named Cowboy? He says no. Cookies? Cynthia says says that Cowboy wants to see you. Uh, Cynthia apparently is also a detective on the side because she's like, something tells me that the cowboy is connected to all this weird shit that's been happening today. So you should go meet him. Secretary. I joked that she's also a detective. She says you should go to meet him. Adam says, okay, how do I have a meeting with him? She says, you have to go up to the canyon and meet him at a corral. What? Then Cynthia's like, where are you staying? No, she said that earlier. She was like, at the canyon corral. (laughs) She she says, you can always stay with me. And he's like, I know, Cookie. I live in the corral canyon he says no and she's like you don't know what you're missing and he's like all right partner just call the cowboy for me i gotta go what is he missing her pussy yeah <laughs> yes is what exactly is what happening i don't know what what do you think i don't know there's like eight people we've been in, we've i've been introduced to that don't matter okay cut to the girls yeah. i don't know what the fuck is going on she's you just think gonna that continue I can tell with you, the fucking you think movie. that i can tell you with what, what you watched this okay there's two storylines, three, three storylines here. There's fuck me two women who are trying to figure out the identity of one of them. Right, because she was in a car accident. There's this director who's trying to make a film the way he wants, but the studio is like fucking, fucking him. with him. And they want someone specific that he doesn't want. Yes, and then there's this bigger power watching over all these people and calling the shots. Which are the two the guys guy from in the, the wheelchair diner? and the two in the entertainment industry? Adam, no, not Adam's Adam. Adam's the director. Who, I never the blonde said guy. Blonde guy's a hitman. He has Bottle? nothing to do with that. Bottle was just telling a dream Bottle, sequence. Okay, we and that never doesn't matter. His never. name is Dan, but we yeah, never no. find out what the fuck. No. I just went to a diner to tell you about my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Who you are, it doesn't matter. I just, I saw you. Up, you were girl? also by yourself at the diner. Is. Waffle House, we both saw a fight that All we right, w- okay. weren't involved in. And then we just okay. decided to sit next All to right. each other. So you got it. You got the And now you know my dreams. Betty tells Rita. I'm not going to remember that in like two minutes. <laughs> okay, that's fine. No, it's not. Because I don't know what's happening. Betty, and I'm trying. I'm trying. Do you see that I'm trying? Betty tells Rita. That they have to go to this woman's place, Diane Sulin, that, that Rita remembered. The random name. Yeah. Diana. And then all of a sudden, Diane. You Diane said Diane. Su- okay, it's Diane Sulin. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. And they both Who's get door? up at Betty's door, her aunt's door. And Rita. Yes. Laura. They both get up and they're they're terrified. They're like holding each other and shivering. And Betty goes and to open the door shivering. and there's a woman in a cape. <laughs> and I'm sorry, what? The woman in the cape, the warlock says there's trouble. 
and then says Hermione who are you why are you in Ruth's apartment so Betty explains I'm her niece Ruth's aunt Ruth's Ruth is the aunt yeah she says I'm the niece and Louise is like no you're not and confess to that offense to what because I said Ruth's the aunt and you're like yes Ruth is the aunt (laughs) but then there's a knock at the door I said this they're scared okay skip to the part where I said so oh fuck where was I so uh, (laughs) skip to the part where was I oh yeah (laughs) oh god the warlock at the door Uh uh-huh I just read I every day every other day I wear my cape it's velvet (laughs) Betty says that she's Ruth's niece the woman says no you're not (laughs) then (laughs) I thought you said Ruth sneeze Coco shows up. I just think of that bird from Foster's Imaginary Friends. <laughs> so Coco shows up. I'll throw back blue. And she's like, "What are you doing here, Luis?" And she explains to Betty that Luis is a tenant in the complex, and that sometimes she has like visions or bad nightmares or whatever. Coco was coming over to give Betty faxed papers from a scene that Betty's going to practice the next day. So she's like, it's okay that I just showed up here. I had a reason to anyway. I'll take Did the psycho back. Did actors get their scripts by fax? I don't fucking know. She's like, I'm going to take the crazy bitch back home. Don't worry. Who's the crazy bitch? Warlock. Luis. Luis looks inside of the apartment and she can see Rita sitting on the, the couch, but like only half of her. She can't get a full picture of the woman. So she's like, I don't know what's happening. There's someone, neither do I. And <laughs> Rita is scared from this interaction that she overhears. But now we cut to Adam driving. And he shows up. Don't ask me what happens in this scene. I don't know. Great. Adam's driving and he gets to the ranch. I feel like I understand less than Lost Highway at this point. That's not, that's a diss to me. Did you write this movie? No, but I'm not explaining it well. No. No. <laughs> I'm from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not explaining it well. No, dude, it's the movie. Okay, all right. It's not you. It's Adam, the fucking movie. Adam gets to a ranch and a man who looks like a cowboy, approaches him. It is cowboy. So The cowboy. Yeah. He thanks Adam for coming, and Adam's like, what's up? And the guy's like, you're pretty anxious to get to the whole conversation, aren't you? They have a bullshit convo about how a man's attitude is important, and does he agree with that statement, or are you just saying you agree to agree with me? And Adam's like, what is this all about? And the dude oh. says, the dude who is a cowboy says, oh my God. I want you to to think and start being and stop being just think. and stop being a smart aleck oh my god is this another uh, we're gonna make a fake fucking saying that's not a saying but there is a saying for the cowboy it. asks adam how many drivers does a buggy need or have and adam's like one and he's like exactly so the cowboy says audition as many women as you want for the lead role in your movie but when you see the girl from earlier today camilla rhodes you have to say This is the girl. And then he says, if you do the right thing, you'll see me one more time. And if you do the wrong thing, you'll see me two more times. And then disappears into the fucking fog. He disappears into his pussy. The foggussy. The foggussy. So now we're back to the girls. And Betty is saying to Rita, no one wants you here. And it looks like they're fighting. But what's actually happening is they're reading lines. Betty's going over her lines for this audition. What's really happening is they want to fuck. Coco, shut up. Coco drops by again and she looks into the apartment and she sees only Rita sitting on the couch and she's like, oh, is Betty here? And Rita just, or she's like, who are you? And Rita just screams for Betty, whatever. Betty comes out. Are they talking through the window? There's a screen door. 
Betty comes out and Coco's like, can I have you alone for a minute? They go outside. And Coco says that Betty's aunt called and she wants to know who else is staying in the apartment. And that's when Belly, Betty, Belly. Belly. <laughs> when Betty's like, my oh, belly's empty. She's my friend. And I was trying to explain it to my aunt, but she thought that I said her friend. So there was just confusion. And Coco's like, I was born tonight, but I wasn't born last night. What's going on? So Betty's like, what? Betty's Wait, like, ho- what? What? <laughs> okay. So. At some point, Betty realizes that Rita just somehow got into the apartment and that she's not actually her aunt's friend. Yeah. But then she lies she to she her aunt's friend. She, no, she oh, lies so to she her feels, aunt. She, so she feels guilty. So but she then wants this woman comes by that is her aunt's friend. That's the manager of the complex. Why does she come by? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll find out. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch this in one sitting? No, she said, yeah, I did. She says, your aunt called me and told me that somebody else is staying in her apartment who I don't know. So that's why she but came then if over. But then if the person's niece then tells you, no, it's just my friend, we're cool, and then you're still suspicious. Well, because at first she tried to make a lie about it, and now she's telling her the truth. So it's like, what's really going on here? But she's not telling her the truth. She's telling her that I it's know, a but she can't tell her that it's just a woman who came and hindered. She has amnesia. Yeah. I'm trying to help. So, fuck off. Betty's like, she just is going to stay here for a night or two until she gets on her own feet. And her aunt's like, okay, you better be telling me the truth. Otherwise, you know, you fuck cocked. So, <laughs> I, wait, I thought she was talking to the manager. That is the manager. Her aunt is the manager. <laughs> no, did I say that? It's yeah. the manager, Coco. New scene. A car with two men sure. drive by the apartment that Betty is at. And Betty's leaving. She says, I'll be back soon. Don't drink I'll all the Coke. She also says that when she comes back, she'll leave the cab running so they can get in it and go to Diane's address to see who Diane is or if she recognizes Rita. Because they got her address from the yellow from pages. From a phone book. Yes, yes. It's 2001. <laughs> Betty walks into a room with the director and the writer and the cast of this like movie that she's auditioning for. And this looks like if Pornhub was shot in a lawyer's office. Whatever. The lead male actor is arguing with the director on delivering lines correctly. <laughs> the lead actor is 60, and he starts basically, like, groping Betty, and he's, like, pulling her closer and, like, putting his lips close to her. Then they start running the lines, and instead of this, like, very overdramatic scene, she's being sensual yet, like, dangerous while she talks to him, like, I'm going to kill you, get out of here. My father's upstairs. But she's saying it's sexy. Yeah. They start rubbing their mouths all over each other's faces and then they start making out. Everyone thinks this is an amazing, you know, audition. No. So they're like, if it is not the fountain makeout scene, I do not not give a fuck. It's not. So. God, that was so fucking hot. Shoot Jackman. Okay, shut up. The, The director's like, we'll be in touch with you, Betty. That was fantastic. There's a woman in the room who is a casting director, and she's with her assistant, and she's like, Betty, walk out with us. So basically, the casting director tells her, that movie's never going to be made in a million years. It's a shit plot. Let me tell you about this other the, movie. the prospects I can get you if you sign on to our agency. So, oh, the, so she's trying to get her as a client. Yes, and the woman takes her to another movie set. Hold on. I, don't, I still have no idea what the fuck is we happening. We cut to women in 1950s attire, like now I really swing don't dresses. Now I what the fuck is happening. And do oh, wait, that was her shit. Yeah. And there's a girl singing a doo wop song, and there's do a that, film being made. That. And Betty is. Do you hear this brought... race that's happening outside? <laughs> Betty's brought to the set of this movie about some 1950s doo wop bullshit. Adam is directing this film, and he immediately turns around and he starts staring at Betty as she comes into the set with the casting she's director. Had it. He's in awe of her. 
So they're auditioning girls for this film, and they tell him Camilla Rhodes is the next person to audition. So she gets in the booth. The bench. Yeah. And she starts singing or whatever. These auditions are fucking crazy. This is not how they do auditions. It's an audition for a musical? Yeah, but it looks like they're already in the costumes and shooting a film. So it's like... But she's in the booth? In the sound booth? It's a recording studio on the set of a movie. And she's in costume? Yeah. (laughs) So Adam calls somebody over and he says, this is the girl. And another guy behind that guy who's from one of the agencies, he's like... He's like... Who fucking Ex- knows? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> he says, excellent choice. But Adam is staring at Betty still, and then she realizes what time it is, so she's like, I have to go, I have to meet someone. So she leaves the movie set. They get in a taxi, and they're driving, and as they're driving in this taxi, Rita sees a black car parked across the street from the address they're going to. So she starts freaking Ooh, out. Taxi. They ask the driver to leave them in the back of this apartment complex. They get out of the car. Why and- are they freaking out? Because a black because car they was saw a black car street. parked across the street. Got it. They find the woman's apartment that they're looking for, and they see a man standing in the courtyard of this complex, and they freak out. But then they realize he's just the driver of a limo, and he's helping a woman put bags in her in the car. Whose apartment are they trying to go to? Diane Swellen. Oh, the name. Okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're spooked for nothing. They go up to the door. They knock on the door, and a woman comes out, and they say, Diane, and she's like, no, no, that's the woman in apartment seventeen. And they're like, well, why is her name on this apartment number? She owns it. And the woman says, I switched apartments with her, but she hasn't been around in a couple of weeks, honestly. So I haven't seen her recently. And they're like, oh, that's all right. We'll just leave her a note at her door. So they start to walk away. And the woman's like, wait, I'll come with you. I left some stuff in that apartment when we swapped apartments, which makes no sense. So they're like, oh, no, you don't have to. But before they have to say anything... The woman who answered the door, her phone is ringing. She's like, you guys go ahead. I'll, I'll come in Catch later. Yeah. They now know that, that, that Rita isn't Diane because the woman who answered the door who knows Diane wasn't like, Diane, what are you doing here at my door? So okay. they knock on Diane's door, number 17. No answer. Betty goes around the side and realizes that one of the windows is open. So she's like, Rita, give me a push. Let me get into the apartment and then I'll let you in. It's all on the first floor? Yeah, they're bungalows basically. Okay. So... Betty gets inside. She opens the door. When she opens the door, she's covering her nose and mouth. So she smells some something. Something rank. Yep. Diane's dead. The other neighbor starts to walk They're over. They smell that badussy. They go into the back room and they find Diane fucking deader than dead. Like, <laughs> I'll let you Google this later. That's why they smell like badussy. The neighbor is knocking on the door as Rita starts to scream when she sees this dead body and Betty covers her mouth. It's decomposed to fuck. They run out and they leave. But back at Betty's and Rita. What about the neighbor bitch? Whatever. Back at Betty's and okay. back at Betty's and Rita. Rita starts cutting her hair in the sink, and Betty's like, "I know what you're doing." She's like, "Let me do it for you." So I'm a hairstylist. I thought that they cut and dyed Rita's hair, but no, it's a wig. And I even said that looks like a fucking wig. It is a wig. Well, you know, he chooses some bad fucking wigs. Whoever is the wig master prop man on his movies, shit. Hire a new one. The bitch. <laughs> Did I say hire a new flavor? Yeah, I don't know. They dyed her wig and she's wearing <laughs> it. And she's wearing it in the house. Okay. And Betty's like, you know, you don't have to wear the wig in the house. And she's like, oh, you're right. And then she's like, and you know, you don't have to sleep What if on someone the- knocks on the door? <laughs> she's like, you know, you don't have to sleep on that couch. You can sleep in my bed with me. So Rita's like, no, I couldn't do that. And she's like, no, please sleep it's okay, in the bed. It's okay. I want to be a lesbian. She takes her towel off and just like titties pussy butt hold on exposed. when was she in a towel i didn't tell you that but now i'm telling you that okay yo have have you heard of the game until dawn 
I love that game. The scene where what's her face from Heroes is just walking in a towel. Everyone who's ever played that game is just like, wow, this is a fucking magical towel. Because she's fucking crawling through vents and shit like that. And, the and jumping and running in the towel always stays on. Okay. So she gets in the bed naked. And Rita thanks her for everything and kisses her on the forehead. And then Betty moves up and they start making out. Anytime anyone's ever kissed me on the forehead, I start making out with them. Next thing we know, she got hickeys on her forehead. Rita, someone's trying to die on the highway. <laughs> Rita, Rita tells Betty. Oh, Wait, like, Rita, I no, you... takes. Shit. Rita takes. Oh my god, I thought you were talking about, like, chasing her in a car. She's tailing her. This bitch ain't fucked up enough. Don't do that to me. You need to fuck my chest up. <laughs> Rita takes Betty's clothes off. And Betty asks, have you ever done this before? And Rita says, what? I don't know. Yo, Because okay, she doesn't know. Because she this... doesn't remember who she is. Oh my god, this, at this point, reminds me more of basic instinct. True, I guess. So, they're kissing... And touching, and Betty's like, I only want to do this with you. And then she says, I'm in love with you. This bitch doesn't even know who she is herself. <sighs> you don't know her government name. You're in love with She's her. She's known her for, like, what, 36 hours? Yeah. So they're both sleeping naked. And Rita starts speaking Spanish in her sleep. But actually, her eyes are wide fucking open. Por favor. So she starts yelling, silencio. Taco bitch. Betty wakes up and she's like, Rita, wake up. You're talking in your sleep. Wake up. And Rita says to her, we have to go somewhere right now. And Betty's like, it's two in the morning. She's like, we have to go somewhere right now. So they go. They're dressed in like fucking club clothes, I guess, or whatever. They're sleeping in hoochie mama clothes. They're in the back of a taxi. It's driving all over the city. And they end up in like a garage or a lot. I'm sorry. You I mean... thought it was a strip club. Gay rush? Gay rush, yeah. It's a theater. And they see what? some guy get on stage. And he's like, there is no band, but we hear a band. So he's holding a magician's cane and he's speaking in Spanish. What? And then some guy comes out. What? And then some guy comes out and he's playing a trumpet, but then he stops. But the trumpet is still playing. So the host is like, everything is recorded. He's like, he says everything is recorded. It's all just a tape. It's an illusion. There's a box seat upstairs, and there's a woman with blue hair sitting in there. I don't know. And the then thing we see is we see flashing lights, and Betty starts to have sort of a seizure. Then the dude who with the magician cane, well, he threw sort it. of, he, he disappears. So is this the illusionist all of a sudden? No. Some guy comes out, and it looks like Cookie from the apartment hostile motel. And uh huh owner yeah but it's it's cookie it's the actor who plays cookie but he's not the same character apparently so what? he says he comes out and he introduces rebecca del rio he got two paychecks the woman starts singing in spanish mm -hmm. i want to say she's a beautiful singing voice and the song is really beautiful so okay. i actually enjoyed this part of the movie the only part yeah honestly For, fuck this movie i was long. not saying that ironically yeah. rita and betty are watching this and they're both sobbing and then the singer collapses on the stage but the song is still going on because again it's a recording it's being played back Two men, one of them being Cookie, comes onto the stage and carries her off. Uh, she's not dead, but I don't know. She like basically alive, dead. So Betty picks up her purse and opens it, and inside her purse is a blue box that we've never seen before. They go back to the apartment and they get into the hat box where Rita's purse was with all the money and the key. And hat Rita box? Yeah, I said that. Rita pulls out the key, and she's like, "Betty, where are you?" Betty disappeared. She's nowhere to be found in this apartment so rita unlocks the box and it opens up and the camera shoots inside of it 
and then we see the box just fall on the floor. The what? camera pan the camera pans up and we see Betty's aunt coming back into the apartment to get her keys off the table from the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got time travel too. We see the camera yes, and it's back in Diane's apartment. And we see the cowboy that Adam met up with and he's inside Diane's apartment and he's telling her How? why. I don't know. It's time to wake up, darling. Then we hear knocking on a door and we see Betty in Diane's apartment. She sits up in the bed that we found Diane's dead body in. She's knocking from the inside of the apartment. Someone's knocking on the outside. She's on the inside of the apartment. I still, we're an hour and 43 minutes into this episode. I have no idea what the fuck is happening. It's about to get worse she opens the door and it's the neighbor that betty and rita spoke to before they got to diane's apartment she switched with yes okay and the neighbor's like where have you been i've been looking for you i wanted to come in and get my lamp and some other shit she calls betty diane so betty is naomi watts is playing this character diane remember how rosetta stone yeah rosetta rita the owl the duolingo owl (laughs) the stone Rosanna Arquette, or it was Patricia Arquette that was in Lost Highway. Okay. How she played two characters. Yeah. Same shit. Naomi Watts is playing the character of Diane. Fuck me. You can't think of anything else? So, God, I'm so fucked up. I really genuinely have no idea what is happening. (laughs) I can't believe it's almost over. On the coffee table of Diane's apartment, we see a blue key. But it's not like the key that Rita used to open the box that was in Betty's purse. Sure. Okay. Diane looks fucking haggard, like she woke up after sleeping for like six days straight. And the neighbor says, hey, you know the two detectives came by looking for you again. Again? Yeah. Diane now goes into her kitchen and she's like looking at the sink. And then all of a sudden she turns around and Rita's behind her. But she calls her Camilla and she says, Camilla, you've come back. So Diane is making a pot of coffee and she goes over to the couch and Camilla is completely naked. Camilla, you've come back. (laughs) And now her coffee turns into a drink, and now instead of wearing a bathrobe, Diane is wearing just jean shorts, and she's topless. So she what she f- jumps on the couch, and she's straddling Camilla, who's Rita. Rita. Yeah. You want me to still call her Rita? Yeah. You can call her Carita. Okay. Carita says we shouldn't do this anymore, and Diane says, anymore. don't say that. Don't ever say that. And then Carita says, stop it. No, I told you this is going really too far. lesbians. And Diane says, I tried to tell you this before. I can't give you up. So now we're on the set of another movie and Adam is directing it. And he's telling his male lead actor how to kiss Camilla, who's sitting in the front of this car. Have you seen the fountain that has yet to come out? (laughs) (laughs) Adam's like, crew, cast, get off the stage. I'm just working with these actors for right now. But Diane, Betty, is watching this scene. Diabetti. Yeah, Diabetti. Is watching this scene play out. And Camilla says, can Betty stay? Diane. Camilla says, can Diane Carita. stay? Karina. Karina. Karina says, can Diabetti stay? And <laughs> Adam's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. She could stay. So. Oh, my God. Adam is telling his lead role, this is how you should grab her by the face. And this is how you should by kiss the- her. And they kiss. And Camilla's smiling and staring at Diabetti. Karina. Whatever. And. <laughs> <laughs> then. They're back in Diabetes' apartment and they're fighting with each other and Diabetti shuts the door in Karina's face. Diabetti goes to her couch and starts masturbating and crying <laughs> at the same time. And what? then we see a room 
that's like completely red and a phone rings and it's the same phone that the last person didn't pick up in that chain of telephone from the beginning of the film. From Mr. Yellow? Yeah. It's Carita and she says to Diane, Diane picks up the phone. She says, a car is waiting for you outside. Diabetti is dressed up really nice. And Carita says, the address to wherever you're going is 6980 Mulholland Drive. We see the same sign on the street, on the road, that says Mulholland Drive from before. And in the car, Diana's Diabetti sitting in the back. And there's two men in the front, like in the beginning of the film. So and she's in the car where the teenagers were in? No, she's in one car. And that was the, the teenagers were in another car that crashed into that car. So she's in the other car. Okay. Yeah. So but she, oh Diabetti God. says to the two men, what are we doing? We don't stop here. Which is the same thing Rita said in the beginning of the film. And... They turn around and they say, pull a gun. There's a surprise for you. No, they don't pull a gun. Oh. So then Karita comes out of the bushes and she opens the car door and she's like, come on, I know a shortcut. So what? they go up to the top of this mountain Hill. and yeah, and it's Adam's house from the, from the beginning when he found his wife cheating on him. I, 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 oh my God, I genuinely have no fucking clue what is happening. So Adam's having a party. And we see Coco's at the party, and she comes over to Carita and Diabetti. I thought Coco was a man. No, Coco's a woman. And Adam introduces them to Coco, his mother. So Coco's his mother. So Adam's? Yeah. What? She's the manager of this apartment complex, too. Or maybe she's not. So anyway, Diane is at the dinner table with a bunch of people, and she's from the same place that Betty said earlier she's from, which is somewhere in Ontario. She tells everybody at the dinner table, my aunt died and she left me some money and that's how I've been surviving so far, but I've really been trying to break it as an actress. She's like, I've worked in some movies and that's actually how I met Carita in a different film that she starred in. So, But at the same then, time, I don't know who she is because she had a concussion. That was a different universe. So then... This is a multiverse. Or it's a dream sequence and the real live people, you have to decide who's real, who's not. So, I'm sorry if I spoiled it, I don't care. Then Adam starts speaking. I don't know what's happening. Adam starts speaking in Spanish and he's making jokes about his divorce. He says, I got the pool and she got the pool man. (laughs) Then the the actress who was Camilla Rhodes in the beginning who auditioned for the part, the men told Adam, like, you have to cast her. her. She comes over and she starts making out with Carita. She's no longer Camilla because Rita is Camilla, but whatever. So the guy from the entertainment company is at this dinner too. We see him sitting at another table and Diane starts crying because she sees Camilla kiss this other Camilla. And then Adam clinks his glass and he's like, we have an announcement to make. Oh, because I didn't mention this. He's with Camilla, Carita. He's with her. They're dating. They're, They're living together. And that's why they were, she was fighting with diane betty earlier because she was like we can't be together anymore so adam's about to make a a toast and he's like should we tell them and she's like yeah tell them and he's like we are and then it cuts pregnant well it cuts engaged pregnant diane is sitting at the diner that the two men were talking about the dream in earlier and she pulls out a photo of camilla carita on the table and we see she's sitting with the blonde guy the hitman from earlier she says this is the photo of the woman i want you to take care of and he's like do you have the money so she's like yes i have money she pulls out the purse of money and the blonde guy says to her once you hand over that money to me it's a done deal 
you sure you want to do this? And Diane Betty says, more than anything in this world. So she's putting a hit out on Carita. Why? Because she left her to stay with Adam, the director. Uh, so it's a, if I can't have you, no one can yeah. situation? And they're probably pregnant. We didn't finish the speech, but it cut before. Carita that. Betty got each yeah. other pregnant. No, Carita got pregnant from Adam. I know. Okay. The blonde guy tells Diane Betty, when I finish the job, you'll find this in your apartment where I told you. It's the blue key that she's, that we saw on her coffee table earlier. Mm-hmm. She looks up and sitting at the counter at the front of the diner is the man from the dream who said he was stalked by this bird woman man in his dream. This moth crow. Yeah. Diane asks, what does it open? And the blonde guy just starts laughing. He doesn't say anything. So then we Great. see the... Then we see the bird woman sitting behind the dumpsters and she has the blue box in her hand that Rita dropped when she opened it. There's a blue key to a blue box. It's over a fire too. She puts it in a brown paper bag and we see the old couple that Diane Betty met at the airport scampering out of this bag like they're ant sized or whatever. And Diane now is at home and she's staring at her coffee table because the blue key is on it. And then we hear knocking at her door and it's like very jarring and we see the old couple from the airport, crawling underneath the front door of her apartment, and they grow to, like, giant size, and they start chasing her down the hallway, and they're laughing hysterically. And then we see Diane Betty crawl on her bed. She reaches into her dresser. She pulls out a gun, and she shoots herself in the fucking head. And then we see the bird woman one last time, and then the city lights of L.A., And then Betty's face and Rita's face imposed in like bright lights from the beginning, but like over the screen of the city. And it cuts to finally the theater stage where we saw the woman collapse and the woman in the box above the stage with the blue hair. She just says, Silencio, the end. I, (laughs) if someone had 20 guns to my head (laughs) where I know at least one will go off. To try to explain this movie to them? Yes. Just kill me. I genuinely have negative 2,000% idea only, of what the fuck just I only happened. Have, I only have two facts of trivia because this movie was supposed to be another TV show that was a spinoff of Twin Peaks, but that didn't end up happening. All Is the that trivia, why it's this long? Yeah. This was nominated for an Academy Award. Who the fuck? He got Best Director as a cat- as nomination. You. Who won instead? I don't know. So good. I don't care. Here's one of two. But I'm happy for them. On a particularly bad day of auditioning in Hollywood before she landed this role, Naomi Watts was driving along Mulholland Drive and imagined herself turning the wheel and going over the edge to her death. After 10 years of getting nowhere and largely being ignored by casting directors, Naomi Watts was shocked that not only did director David Lynch meet her in person, But he asked her questions about herself and she immediately felt relaxed. She was so moved by their conversation, she almost burst into tears after leaving the office. Second fact. Monty Montgomery, who portrayed the cowboy, couldn't remember his lines. So Justin Thoreau had to hold up boards for him to read off camera. There was another trivia fact that I didn't put down for some reason about how Naomi Watts was most embarrassed from the masturbation scene. So they put a fucking small tent over her head so she couldn't see the whole cast and crew filming her do this scene. So she was genuinely masturbating? No, no. But she was just pretending pretending and it was embarrassing. Fuck this. I don't think this stands with Lost Highway, but... I genuinely have no idea what happened. (laughs) 
Neither do I. But anyway, okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode because I didn't. So yeah, it's I mean, for I'm you. just confused and I have to piss. It's so. all for you. We'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, I hope. Bye bye. I hope you have a good evening. Come on. Goodbye. Goodbye.